right, so we are here today with Mr. Kevin Kendrick, really kicking off our first episode, true episode of The Real Talk with Caesar. I hope that we have some conversation. I'm sure that we will kind of maybe get to know one another as we do. Absolutely. Um, but thank you so much for, for doing this. I know we've been trying to set this up for a few weeks now. It's been a little bit tough to go, but it's just awesome to be here. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm blessed and honored to be sitting here. Thank you so much, as we are to have you doing this. So for anybody that may be listening to this that doesn't know you or of your family, Team Kendrick, if you will, can you maybe just start by sharing a little bit on your you know, bio, whatever you want to share? Sure. So my wife and I, uh, we live in Lake Nona. We've been in Lake Nona since we've been married. Uh, her name is Yvette, and we have two boys. Uh, the oldest is now a freshman at the University of Florida, and our junior, uh, the saw, the youngest, is a junior at Lake Nona High School. Uh, something unique about us is we're a blended family, and so Carson, the oldest, is uh, biologically mine. Uh, the youngest, Brandon, is biologically hers. Brandon lives with us full-time, so I've pretty much raised him since first grade, and Carson's mom actually lives one zip code over. And the unique thing about our family, my wife Yvette is going out to dinner tonight with my ex-wife. And I don't have any plans while they go and probably talk about us for a little bit. So it's been neat to be able to see uh, our families, blended families kind of uh, connect beyond just what's the stereotypical of divorce couples and, and things like that. But uh, we have a business. Uh, we're real estate agents in the Lignona community. We sell all over Central Florida, but we've just kind of planted our flag in Lake Nona. This is probably where we do about 75 to 80% of our business. We have a team of agents. Uh, we have seven people that, uh, as a team, we all make up the Kendrick team at Keller Williams. And then we outsource some, some of our uh, duties as well. But we've been blessed, uh, really, since 2016 to be in the top 1% of real estate agents in Central Florida. And when in real estate... In 2015, uh, there's probably 10,000, 12,000 real estate agents in Central Florida. So to be able to have that now, knowing there's 20, 21, 22,000 real estate agents in Central Florida, and and uh, you know people continue to call us to help them either buy a home or to sell a home, uh, that's a blessing. Uh, today we had a family call us. They they left Lake Nona six months ago. They only took their clothes with them to move to, to Nebraska, and they're coming back. They're flying in town, and they called me up, and they said, hey, we need to sell our home in, in North Lake Park. Can you help us sell the home? And uh, it was just very flattering that they they chose us to close out this chapter of their life. And so it's, you know, we always kind of look at when we sell a home, we're, we're helping someone start a new chapter with their family. We've seen young families buy their first home. We've seen people you know, sadly lose parents and, and we sell those homes. And so everyone has a story and that's part of our passion is, is getting to know people and uh, getting to know their story and, and how we can uh, relate to them. And, uh, and a lot of times we become friends beyond the transaction. That is uh, definitely something that I picked up on in researching, well, at least what's available online. And in our, our few uh, gatherings together as well, we've shared a little bit, uh, some Mutual folk that we know, like Pastor Ivan, that we met, we talked about previously. Mm -hmm. Definitely a lot of community awareness for your team and, and, and your family. Um, something that I found super interesting was, a, a, again, in, in researching uh, a little bit on your bio, you're a seventh generation Floridian. I am a seventh generation Floridian. We date back to the Civil War. Uh, the Kendrick uh, clan, and for the most part on the west side of 
West Coast, uh, that Hillsborough County, Sumter County area. Uh, you know, of course, uh, 1700s, 1800s port cities are were a big deal, and so. Uh, Florida's always been an agricultural community and, of course, cows. And so that's kind of my family ancestries through the uh, through agriculture and through the farming industry. And uh, my son's now an eighth-generation Floridian. Unbelievable. And, yep. Can you speak into having been born and raised here in Orlando, um, you know, specific to the city or the state, just speak into the changes that you've witnessed Mm-hmm. Uh, over time. So I think the funniest uh, for me is is we all have the toll road, the 408. The east, we used to call it the East-West Expressway. And when I was a kid, it was 10 cents. And I was always told that uh, eventually the, you know, the toll was to pay for the road and eventually that, that the toll would go away and yeah. you would have to pay once the, the toll road was paid. And of course, now it's a buck, buck 50 at some places. Uh, when I was a kid, the world stopped at Sand Lake Road and Orange Blossom Trail. There was a Kmart right there. This is, We're talking late 70s. Yeah. There was no Florida Mall. Where Florida Mall is now, it was all orange groves. And so it was orange groves all the way down to Gatorland and Tupperware. And then it was orange groves all the way till you got to downtown Kissimmee. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we I grew up on the south side of Orlando. I've always been on the been on the south side. And it's just been, you know... Oak Ridge Road was two lanes. Orange Blossom Trail was two lanes. John Young did not exist. Uh, there was no John Young Parkway. Uh, Orange Avenue was two lanes. And so I-4 was two lanes. Just kind of growing up and just seeing that. I'm 48 now, and I've been here my whole life. Uh, Disney World was probably, I don't know, $10, $15, and that was expensive uh, back in the 70s. And so we grew up going to the downtown library to Lake Eola uh, right here uh, in Moss Park. It was a state park. Narcusi Road was a dirt road. Uh, now it's being expanded to six lanes, and nobody lived in. It wasn't even known as Lake Nona back then. It was it was Moss Park, uh, and anyone who lived off of Lake Mary Jane that was Isle of Pines, and that was it. So a lot of changes. Uh, I think when I was a kid, the largest building in Orlando was four stories, wow. and I think we're. You know, obviously, because of the foundation in Florida, we don't have a lot of, you know, we can't build them too high, but I think yeah. the tallest building now is 30 to 35 stories. And, uh, you know, if you remember watching the old Lethal Weapon movies, uh, in Lethal Weapon, I think two or three, they blew up the old city hall. And so I was a senior in high school, and we skipped school. We stayed all night long to see them blow up City Hall. And, of course, no one went to school the next day because they didn't blow it up till about 1 o'clock in the morning. So it's just been a fun place to see, you know, the Orlando Magic come in and the Orlando City Lions, all the different teams. UCF used to play at the the Citrus Bowl and could barely get 2,000 fans. They'd pay you to go, and now they sell out the bounce house with almost 50,000 fans. I remember coming, uh, I've been here since 1996, specifically in Orlando. I came to finish my degree. And um, back then, I believe we were a Division three team for football. Mm-hmm. And we had one Mr. Dante Culpepper. Yeah. Which we got to see a couple of times at the old Citrus Arena. But as you said, it was just a handful of people watching this future number 11 draft pick. Mm-hmm. Which had a, a pretty storied NFL career after that. I watched, I watched Dante Culpepper, UCF, play Virginia Tech, which was... The quarterback, oh gosh, I'm going to draw a blank, but he was the guy who was the quarterback for the Falcons, and then he got arrested for the dog, the oh, dog Michael fighting. Vick. Michael Vick. So it was yeah. Michael Vick versus Dante Culpepper yes. uh, at that game, which was a huge game. So Fantastic. they had more than a couple thousand people at that game. <laughs> <laughs> I suspect, yeah. I mean, it is surreal to me. Mm. Um, again, um, I'm a big basketball fan, big basketball mm. advocate. 
and you know growing up obviously watching somebody like Michael Jordan to then know mm-hmm. that to then see Michael Jordan at a UCF game actually see him with his then fiance um, and see his child uh, mm-hmm. score the winning bucket against the University of Marshall um, it's surreal it's like when did this happen you know when did we have Michael Jordan come to UCF with both his kids yeah and he probably didn't even know UCF existed but that now in the magic you know these NBA players are very off limits to to the general public. But when the Magic first came to Orlando, I went to Dr. Phillips High School, and the Chicago Bulls actually did their practices at Dr. Phillips High School when they came in. And so, uh, wow. if you if you Google the infamous Michael Jordan jersey getting stolen, it got stolen on Dr. Phillips High School property uh, while they were practicing, and they had the stuff in the locker room. And someone, I'm sure, some teenager came in, and he still has it. Uh, that infamous number 23 jersey that got stolen, but it was it was really cool seeing the Magic when they first started because you could go the the Magic players were accessible, and downtown Orlando was accessible, so you could go and you could see Charles Barkley, you could see David Robinson. Uh, you could see John Stockton, you know, going out with the with their families to dinner. And today, you don't really see that as much because they'll go to restaurants with private rooms, or they'll just eat at the the arena, or they'll go home and have a private chef cook it. Yeah, it's definitely changed. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it, I'm, I'm sure from your vantage point, I've been here 25, 26 years now. It's even more shocking than it has mm-hmm. been for somebody like me. Um, but speaking uh, more locally into Lake mm-hmm. Nona, we find ourselves in this beautiful office, right? The Keller Williams office. Yep. And um, right off of our ever-expanding Narcusi Road, like you mentioned yep. earlier. Uh, speaking of that, I know you've been here for now, what, 12, 13 years, as I understand? Uh, since 08, I've oh, been eight. in the Lake Nona area. So you've witnessed, you mentioned dirt road, mm-hmm. um, and you're in the realty business. Um, just speak into the, the volume of people constantly mm-hmm. moving specifically into this side of town. Um, and, and just your vantage point from it. So when I, when Lake, you know, Lake Nona developed or, you know, was around well before uh, they started building like North Lake Park and North Shore. But when I had friends move, say they were moving to North Shore and North Lake Park in 2000, 2001, 2002, I, I told them, I said, y'all are crazy. You're throwing money away. No one's going to go to Back then, it seemed like 45 minutes to an hour to get to a friend's house in Lake Nona, even though it was only, it's still 15, 20 minutes from the Soto area or the Conway uh, area. And when it was being developed, I was just, I just couldn't wrap my mind why people would want to come here. Because at the time, you had the 7 Eleven at the 528, uh, you had McDonald's, and that was it. You know, and I think maybe the Publix just got finished being built. And so, you know, to fast forward, when I came, they started to have, you know, the Outback, there was the Publix built, there was a few other places. And so it was really interesting just to see the growth from 01 to 05, 06, because we would come out here every once in a while, we'd see different, uh, you know, kind of how, how it expanded. And of course, roads were now paved. But I really, and this is just my personal opinion, I'm sure the property appraiser can can back this up with some real hard data, but we really saw some massive growth, probably starting around 2014, 2015. You know, we're coming out of the recession, the foreclosures and the short sales are coming off the market, whether it's with investors who are renting, you know, those homes or people coming in purchasing. That's when you get Laureate Park is now, you know, that started in 2012. That's starting to bump bump up Randall Park, Story Park. And so that's 2015 is really when we got the 
the big boom uh, that I, I truly believe we're probably talking 60, 70% of the Lake Nona residents today have been here since 2015. Uh, we don't have a lot of old timers, you know, the pre 2015s, uh, you know, but as far as just the development in general, and of course, I know everyone's waiting for Target and Whole Foods and uh, the downtown center, and, you know, they may or may not come. Uh, I love, I love our community. I love, uh, you know, what, our community stands for what it represents. Uh, love the schools. I love that our schools. Uh, I, I think we have some of the best teachers in Central Florida right here. I, I definitely know we have the best principals in Central Florida. Uh, you know, leading our schools, and you know, ironically, some of our our highest school officials for Orange County Public Schools live in Lake Nona. They sent their kids to Lake Nona schools, and there's a reason why they moved here as well. And so it's been really great to just see the development, the restaurants. You know, we got, the, I remember when Panera first opened and it was like, oh my gosh, God opened up the heavens and shined down on Lake Nona. It's like, man, we got a Panera, man, we're, we're big time. And now, uh, you know, of course, everyone just wants to keep upping the game. And, you know, then Don Julio's came and we just had Azteca just open up. And, you know, as we have just different restaurants and businesses coming into the area, I think it's great. Uh I know the biggest knock on late, you know, on the Lake Nona area as far as business development is the cost of price per square foot. But I've always said that's a mindset issue. Um, you know, I, I know people who've said they couldn't open up a restaurant uh, or a pastry shop or what have you in Lake Nona. Uh, but at the same time, I've also seen people take chances. And they said, you know what? I'm I'm all in. This is where I'm going to put my family. This is where I'm going to put my business. And we're going to make it. And their mindset is that a pastry business can make it. I mean, we they just opened up a smoke shop. I've never been inside of it. But who would have thought a smoke shop would have come to Lake Nona? Uh, you know, never thought about it. But sure enough, we have one. Uh, and no doubt they're making money because the, the next closest smoke shop is 10, 15 miles away. One of the things I've loved about being here, and we've been here since 05, my mm-hmm. wife and I first moved in in 05, uh, very close to here, as I mentioned, right across from the Gulf and Country Club, um, is our experience with the community Lake Nona mm-hmm. uh, YMCA. Um, so that joint facility, as you know, I think it's the, it was the first of its kind in Central Florida because it was a joint elementary school with a YMCA. Mm-hmm. So the adults and kids mixed in. Before they did what they did, you know, kind of the right. writing entrances and all of that. Well, I feel like 10 or 12 years removed, they took that concept Mm. of this community center in North Lake Park. And if you look now at this newer community of Laurier Park, exponentially grew what what that concept certainly was here by the numbers. Right. Um, And I've witnessed, you know, things like uh, what the Luau event that my wife and I volunteered in with 500 people at the new... Uh, uh, known Adventure Park. Known Adventure Park. And across the street, you have seen like a thousand kids playing lacrosse, soccer. Um, has has the growth here exceeded your expectations? Because for somebody like myself, maybe, you know, a little bit more insular, not kind of like in, in realty, it, it, it has definitely exceeded mine. Yeah. So, yes and no. So, I, I love everything that's going on uh, but at the same time, I remember when the city of Orlando did a presentation, probably in about 2012, 13, 14, and they said, eventually the Lake Nona area is going to be bigger than Altamont Springs, Winter Park, and uh, Maitland combined. So as far as I'm going, I'm thinking, you know, from the outsider, someone's looking and they're like, hey, we just want the town center and, and Whole Foods. 
And I'm still looking at it from the perspective of we're only 40% at capacity, uh, 50%. We still have a solid 20, 25 years of development. And, you know, for what we do, that's great because we we keep selling houses and that's what we want. We want people to move here. And, uh, of course, people are going to move away and they're going to move to different parts of the city or different parts of the country. But uh, as far as what we have here, I've never had these lofty of expectations of we have to have a cheesecake factory or Eddie V's or Capitol Grill. And I, and I know a lot of people get upset anytime, you know, like uh, Ale House and Olive Garden. And those are those are chains. And people will say, oh, it's another chain. And But the chains that you see on Narcusi Road, that's what bring people into the community. It's hopefully in the town. Uh, and this is my prayer is off, you know, the town center off of Lake Nona Boulevard. That's where we'll see a little bit more nicer type restaurants and stores. And we know the Wave Hotel is going to have a, a steakhouse, um, a high-end restaurant called Bacon, spelled like bacon, mm. but pronounced Bacon. And so, <laughs> uh, you know, but, you know, I think I think we're going to have more, once we see Bacon take off, I think you're going to see more of those high-end restaurants that are going to want to come in. And, you know, at the end of the day, those high-end restaurants, they need to see the infrastructure. Mm-hmm. You know, we're still only 25,000 people that live on these two sides of uh, Narcusi Road, not counting St. Cloud. And so they want to see a bigger infrastructure because they know they know their numbers. They know how many people need to live within a within an area for them to be successful and to make money. No one's coming here to lose money. Mm-hmm. And so so I think it's all I think it's coming. I'm I'm excited for the future of Lake Nona. That's great to hear because we certainly don't want to go anywhere else. We love this community and mm-hmm. and have loved seeing the growth. Uh, kind of it seems like almost organic growth over mm-hmm. time. You, through now a couple of recessions, it seems like it's continually growing. Mm-hmm. Um, but speaking to maybe a little bit um, specifically the the, the the Laureate Park area, it's being, as far as I understand, it's being built like a smart uh, kind of city within the, within the city uh, area um, and also very much health uh, and wellness oriented mm-hmm. from what I've seen myself and, and, and just some of the businesses that are already there. Can you speak into that a little bit? Yeah, Laureate Park is like its own beast, you know, and it's like it just keeps getting bigger and better uh, from autonomous vehicles driving you around. In fact, the first time I saw a Tesla was in Laureate Park. In fact, I think if you took that, all of the Teslas and you, you put them in concentration of areas, the highest concentration of Tesla owners is in, is in Laureate Park. Uh, it's a very green community from, from solar panels to electric cars to charging stations uh, in parking garages. Uh, my wife owns a Tesla, and anytime we go to Laureate Park, we, we drive her car because we can get a front row parking space. <laughs> and the, uh, but from the community trails, the, the outdoor environment, it's, it's really about bringing people together. Uh, you know, I know one of the biggest knocks about the whole Lake Nona area, most of the, the communities in general, we have small backyards. and But the idea is not for you to go in your backyard and be with your family. It's to be able to go into community spaces and green spaces and get to know your neighbors, have kids playing together, have kids go from kindergarten to 12th grade together. Uh, have them create these memories now. Have families that go, and I, and I know this happens in Laureate Park, it happens in my neighborhood, uh, where families get together, they meet on the playground, and next thing you know, they're vacationing together a few years later. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't, you, you don't get the opportunity to do that in places like Winter Garden, Winter Park, because those are such, th- those communities are 100 plus years old. And many of those families have been there 
for 30, 40, 50 years. They grew up in the community. They, they have their, their friends. It's, it's kind of like you're the new family coming in and it's, it's almost kind of like you're the Adams family. You're like, oh, who are they? And <laughs> why did they buy this house? And why they moved here from California. We don't want Californians here. <laughs> and Lake Nona, everyone's moving here from all over the world mm. and we're all new. And that's what I like going back to what I said about 2015. You know, most people are relatively new to our community. Uh, you're the anomaly. You've been here since 2005. Yeah. Uh, people that built here, the original people, the, uh, you know, that's an anomaly. And so for me, it's, uh, you know, I enjoy like in Laureate Park, seeing those friendships and those, uh, those families just kind of create those memories. I, I know there's one street in, in Laureate Park. You know, they have the Laureate Park Facebook page, but one group of neighbors, they're so close, they created their own Facebook group just for their street uh, to, con- you know, to communicate uh, in regards to the kids, the family outings, the activities that they're going to do. Uh, and then, of course, you know, you, you, they just opened up the, the Lake Nona Performance Club, mm-hmm. uh, which, you know, is state of the art. It's Unbelievable. Like, it's like Bally's on crack, you know, mm-hmm. from back when we went to Bally's in the 80s and 90s. Mm-hmm. And it's just insane how amazing it looks. Incredible. And that's part of the the health initiative and wellness. And then you've got Deepak Chopra coming in and he's leading in meditation and yoga. And they, Which now lives in Lake Nona. He does. Uh, at least I believe he does. Uh, I knew he was coming. Uh, and then, you know, they offer free yoga. They offer free um, workout classes. You know, you within the, the Laureate Park community and the business center, you have multiple, uh, like, what I would refer to as uh, like workout studios like mm-hmm. Ruckus and Pilates. And so it's a very wellness minded. It's also very high tech minded. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, uh, it's got going to have one of the, or actually it's going to have the very first Vertaport, uh, the flying cars. Uh, so we're supposed to have our own first uh, Vertaport. No kidding. That's going to, aware. I'll send you the link to that one. But 2025, uh, we're supposed to have the first Vertaport and it's going to be in Laureate Park. Uh, wow. Disney's moving their headquarters, you I know, with their, their parks and recs uh, are going to be moving here as well. And so uh, you just, you know, you, just more businesses, they they see the medical city, they see the USTA, the, you know, the United States Tennis Association, KPMG has, you know, one of the top four accounting firms, they've come and planted their roots here. And so we, we continue to bring in big businesses and their families are coming and they want to, they want that health and wellness. They want those family memories for their families as well. That's a thing that I didn't really expect. Um, having been here as long as we have, I, of course we knew about medical city or the mentions thereof for a long, long time. Cause that had been, I guess, in the works mm-hmm. uh, with the city for, for a while, but never really saw the offshoots, mm-hmm. meaning to say the USTA coming in, mm-hmm. um, a, the drive shack even across uh, from there. Um, now uh, a, the uh, a soccer facility that just opened up, Excel, I believe it's right. called. That I didn't see. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's made this commu- really community so much more diverse for the better, I mm-hmm. think. So long term for families like ourselves that want to have an active lifestyle and hit the trail and maybe go play a little soccer. Matter of fact, when we finish this podcast, my wife is going to the family soccer event at XL. Nice. Which we haven't done before. Um, you know, it, it's amazing. It really is. Mm. And, and you mentioned the word diversity. You know, the, the one thing I love about our community is, you know, and, and Orlando is changing in general. When I grew up in Orlando going through uh, Sadler Elementary School, I mean, 90% of my friends were white, uh, you know, and, but as we've evolved, uh, Lake Nona is a very diverse community. Uh, my boys, their friends are 
red, yellow, black, and white. You know, it's uh, they have friends of of all colors, and you know the the uniqueness is as we've gotten to know their families and their parents. Like you know, I, I've learned about Venezuela, I've learned about Cuba, I've learned about Colombia, uh, the struggles in those countries, and you know, and as you get to meet. Uh, other families, uh, we welcome that. You know, we welcome right. the diversity. And you know, I remember when the first Walmart opened up, and uh, people kept saying, "We don't want the Walmart because we don't want the bad people to come." And I'm like, "Well, who are the bad people? Because <laughs> you know, the, it's Lake Nona. There is no bad people here, unless you're talking about the you know the people out in Isle of Pines or, or something like that. Uh, the, the people that live in the country club, you know, because they're behind hidden behind the gate. I, but you know, it's it's the uniqueness. I think is our diversity and our acceptance of that diversity. Uh, look at the restaurants. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I, I made a, a post about Durian Durian. You know, the Asian fusion restaurant mm-hmm. next to Sweet Mama's, and probably like two hundred people commented how much they love going there. Mm-hmm. The ownership group is amazing. And then you talk about Mr. K's, and then you can now we have you know we have Don Julio's, we have Azteca. We just have we have diverse uh, food. Food groups coming in. We just have have our first pho restaurant, mm-hmm. uh, which I f- found out it's not pronounced pho; it's pronounced pho. <laughs> uh, you know, we've got Italian. We, you know, we're we're just we're really growing. You know, our segment of uh, Central Florida. Hmm. So we mentioned community both of us quite a mm-hmm. few times now, and I think it's extremely important. If we're going to sit down to not only dive into your immediate vocation, mm-hmm. uh, the, the the realty game, mm-hmm. uh, as you've been for decades. But also the investment that you personally, your wife, um, have made into this very community. Uh, some of the things that I just picked up on, and I'll mention, is like the Winter Glow Stick uh, event, mm-hmm. right? A uh, 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 jam event. Um, one of one such event. Um, a, another thing that hit home directly was just this past uh, Independence Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we woke up and. Uh, a, on Independence Day morning, and we had a beautiful flag, mm-hmm. uh, you know, basically buried into the ground by our post uh, mm-hmm. for the mailbox. And you did that for the entire community. Mm-hmm. And then I find out that you did that for several communities and have mm-hmm. been doing that. I was just completely unawares. Um, speak into that aspect of, mm-hmm. you know, certainly you don't have to do that, mm-hmm. uh, but but you, but you choose to. Why is that so important to you? So a uh, couple things. One is, you know, as, as far as the real estate, the business goes, real estate is what I refer to. It's a contact sport. You have to, you have to touch people in order for them to know that you sell homes uh, or help people buy homes. It's not, there are no ninja real estate agents. In fact, the real estate agents that are out there are probably not selling a lot of homes. And when I came to Keller Williams, they said, you need to call so many people a day. You need to have all these touches. And, and that's great. I I would pick up my phone and I just realized I'm just not a big phone call person. I'm a face to face person. And my wife is the same way. So in October, 2015, I said, Hey, I said, can I take $500 and can I buy an outdoor movie screen and an outdoor projector? And can we do movie nights? And I had the speaker system already. And she said yes. And we went out and, and through some of our, and this was just as our business, our real estate business was starting to take off. At North Lake Park. And this is in North Lake Park. And so what we did is we invited just our section of North Lake Park because there's four, four neighborhoods in it. And so about 215 homes. And my expectation was like, man, if 25 families come, this is going to be a huge deal. We had about 75 families come and you figure multiply that by three. 
Uh, we had a lot of people come, and we offered popcorn to the kids. Uh, we actually gave wine, which we stopped doing eventually because, you know, uh, but people brought their own, you know, brown paper bags. And But it was a huge hit, and I, I never expected that. And, you know, we continued to do movie night. And as we continued to do movie night, we got to know our neighbors. And as we got to know our neighbors, they got to know us. You know, to the point that it's not just walking the dog, it's walking the dog and you wave at everybody that drives by you, whether you know them or not. And my wife will tell you, that's one of my favorite things to do is wave at our neighbors. And so as eventually we expanded to um, doing the movie nights to all of North Lake Park, which is about 14, 1500 homes. And we would walk the neighborhood and we'd have little door hangers promoting the movie night. And uh, I can tell you, it's it's about 15,000 steps. Uh, to do three of them, and then it's another 15,000 to do Water's Edge, which is the gated community. And we did that. We we walked the neighborhood promoting the movie nights, the winter stick glow jams, uh, winter glow stick jam, uh, which is one of my favorites. Uh, we we did that every every all the way up until COVID. Uh, we've done the American flags uh, since 2016. So uh, how did that start? Um. I just, I told my wife one day, I said, wow, it'd be really cool if we just put American flags in front of all the mailboxes in North Lake Park. And we did. And so it started off as North Lake Park. And then as uh, my buyer's agent who works for me uh, and, and a good friend now, Richard lives in Randall Park. So then we did Randall Park. And then this past year, I ordered more flags. And so we ordered 3,500 flags. And I got up at four o'clock. I got up at four o'clock in the morning and did my neighborhood. And then the next day I got up at four o'clock in the morning and I did East Park. And the next day I got up at four o'clock in the morning and I went to your neighborhood and there was a security guard driving around and said they were going to tow me <laughs> if I parked. So I had to wait until like eight o'clock or till I could park mm. by the pool. And I knocked out uh, Nona Crest and then we did uh, some a lot of the Moss Park communities. And so, it you know, and we don't, we, we didn't leave... You know, we don't put anything on the flag to let them know that it's from us. You know, word got out organically. And, I mean, the neighborhoods look amazing. They do. You know, and the I homes. Can, I, can, I can vouch for that. Yeah. It, you know, the first year that we did it, uh, Nona Social and Nona Hood News both, like, ran a little story on it. And uh, it just makes our neighborhood look amazing. And I've only had two people complain about it in the last seven or eight years. One guy from my neighborhood and actually one guy in your neighborhood. Uh, and so he came out and he was mad that I put a flag in his yard and told me not to put it. And he had a big one in his, uh, I think he was just mad just in general. But, uh, you know, it just made our community look awesome. And that's why we did it. And, I, you know, we like I said, we even did the Moss Park neighborhoods. And if we had more time, we would have done more neighborhoods. And so, but what we've, what we've seen happen because of that is like, for us, I think the joy is not helping people buy and sell homes. Is We've literally seen people who become our friends, but then they meet people at these events. Mm -hmm. And now we're seeing them post that they're taking vacations together. Mm -hmm. Their families are at the beach. They're triple, double dating, triple dating. And, and you know, one time I just, I did ask, because we got invited to a kid's birthday party. And I was like, I'm just curious, why did, why did you guys invite us? We're like in our 40s. They're all in their late 20s and early 30s. And they're like, well, you're like the godfather because we all met because of you. And these are families that now vacation together. And mm -hmm. it's like five or six families. And it's really, you know, it's, uh, you know, kind of emotional just thinking that, wow, we had that impact. And that was never the purpose. Uh, but to see families come together, um, 
I grew up in Orlando, so I had an amazing childhood. And my friends, in fact, today I had lunch with a buddy of mine I've known for 40 plus years. Uh, you know, and to see families have that experience in Lake Nona is pretty awesome. So, so we're, we're glad we can be a piece of the puzzle. Hey, I can tell you my first thought, um, and I'm awfully glad that you were able to get into Nona Crest to, mm-hmm. to do the, the, the flags on Independence Day, was, wow, how cool is this? You know, because my, my first thought was, we are all Americans today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, there is no race, color, or creed. We are just Americans today. So it's uh, symbolic in so many other ways, not only in a like patriotic way, but, mm. well, certainly a patriotic way, but it's even deeper than that at a human level. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, my hat's off on, on that and all of the other activities. Mm-hmm. Um, so speaking into you personally, um, any mentors, any leaders, any family members, uh, pastor at church, mm-hmm. um, any folks that um, really cemented that seed of, hey, pay it forward? I grew up going to First Baptist Orlando, the big one off of I-4. And, you know, we just grew up in a very unique time, and you know, in the mid and late 80s. And most of the kids in the youth group at the time, we all grew up together. And we just had amazing youth group leaders. And those leaders poured into us. They never got paid. And the interesting thing is I still talk to those leaders today, you know, 30 years later. Um, And, you know, to be able to have those relationships that, you know, here's adults pouring into us. And, you know, now we're we're just pouring into not necessarily specifically people as much as we are into our community. But I believe that, you know, we learn gratitude and we learn learn generosity, uh, you know, growing up and just really paved a a solid foundation. A lot of my friends that I grew up with, I, I still talk to on a regular basis. Uh, you know, I've got a text thread with a group of guys that go, goes back 11, 12 years, you know, right when the iPhones were coming out, you know, before you, you could only have 50 texts in your phone before you had to delete them. And so I just think the way I was raised and then, you know, my wife and I, when we got married, we, uh, you know, we immediately started serving in the church we were the door greeters. That's what we, we wanted to be. The We wanted to be the first people that that people came when they came into the church, not because we wanted to be, oh, look at Kevin and Yvette, as much as we knew we were going to be there with a big smile on the face or, or a hug pre-COVID, you know, a big hug and a big handshake. And we knew we were going to be there with, uh, you know, with excitement versus, you know, the person who said, welcome to church. You know, we're, we were like, man, we're excited to see you guys. And we, we had energy yeah. uh, for, for the early services and, you know, and our boys would volunteer at the church. And, uh, you know, I think that was very important for us. And, and I just think we've always had that, that, um, that heart of a servant and, you know, going back to, you know, with, with our own personal faith, you know, Christ was, was a servant. He was a servant leader. He didn't come in to say, serve me. He, he served others. And uh, we've just really adopted that mentality you know, as a, as a husband and wife and as a family, and then also uh, within our business. Beautifully said. Um, so my wife actually pointed this out to me um, while it was happening. I was not aware up until she pointed it out, but you experienced some hardship mm-hmm. um, last year, particularly mm-hmm. related to the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, can you speak into the the outpouring of you know, love and compassion and empathy that you received mm. back 
as you were going through that and how important it was to you? Yeah, without crying, I'll try. <laughs> um, so I, I, I was admitted to the hospital on uh, December the 17th with COVID and I had pneumonia. And, um, you know, at one point, uh, I know they wanted to transfer me to the ICU and put me on a ventilator. And uh, praise God that didn't happen. Uh, but when I was in there, uh, you know, the Facebook page that we run in Lake Nona, uh, Jana Osland, who she actually started the page, uh, and I've just kind of taken it over for the last five or six years. But Jana texted and she said, hey, I know you're in the hospital. Do you mind if we share? And I was like, you know, absolutely. You know, um, not that it, it wasn't going to be private for long just because of our our business and what we do within the community. And just immediately, you know, from in fact, the first thing that happened was uh, I was supposed to do the spelling bee at Laureate Park Elementary School. I was the word caller and I had to cancel that. And then when word got reached Laureate Park Elementary School that I was in the hospital, uh, they actually sent flowers to my wife. And the uh, you know we do a lot with the teachers uh, within the schools, and so that was uh, you know when my wife sent me a picture of that. But you know it, it just it blew me away. It just you know from text messages, Facebook messages, uh, Uber Eats gift cards, flowers sent to my family, uh, you know. A good friend of mine, Larry and Sonia Limos, they have a Dunkin' Donuts that's right by the, the hospital where I was at, where I was uh, at. They took Dunkin' Donuts to the to the nurses, specifically my nurses. Uh, people brought pizza and Chick-fil-A to my nurses. Uh, it was it was amazing. I mean, it, you just you you don't expect that. You don't ask for that. You don't you don't give with uh, an expectation. Uh, a good friend of mine, Ryan Thomas. He, in, you know, he, he said it was in my honor, and, I, and I, it's weird to say it like that, but he said, you know, he went to Publix, and he bought uh, 10 $100 gift cards. And he said, you know, kind of in, in my, because I was in the hospital, he wanted to give those to, to 10 single moms or 10, 10 families that were struggling. Well, what people don't realize is Ryan did that. Well, then it turned into another family came in with 15 $100 gift cards, and then another family came in. And... You know, when I do my podcast, I always finish with saying, you know, go do something nice for somebody, buy a cup of coffee, let them in on Narcusi Road, something simple <laughs> like that. Just be nice and let them in on Narcusi. And it was nice to see people doing that, that, um, you know, people were like posting on, you know, they created a prayer page for me, which is still very active today. It's no longer prayers for Kevin Kendrick, but it's it's a prayer and encouragement page. And, and it's still very active, people praying for people who are in the hospital uh, or suffering. And, you know, people would, would post on the page, you know, hey, I, I went and I paid for 10 people's meals at uh, Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, so it was, you know, it was, it was mind-blowing, mind mind-numbing. Uh, I still, every once in a while, I'll, sc- I'll scroll all the way down to the bottom and kind of work my way to the top. Uh, we were supposed to do a, I went to the hospital on a Thursday. We were supposed to do a Christmas parade through North Lake Park on Sunday. And when I went to the hospital, I told the, the doctors, I said, I need to be out by, I need to go home on Saturday because I have a Christmas parade. And of course they said, well, that's not going to happen because you're going to be here for a while. And so, uh, so we canceled, my wife canceled the Christmas parade against my wishes. Uh, but the neighborhood did one, got Santa and, um, um, the, uh, on all the cars that said, pray for Kevin and just very emotional, um, to know they had it in the windows of homes you drive through your neighborhood and you see signs that say 
pray for Kevin and you're just like, you know, you just don't feel like you deserve that. And it's still very, very raw, very emotional to know that people you don't know did that. And and still to this day, like just uh, like two weeks ago, my wife and I, we were at Nona Blue and this lady comes up and she goes, excuse me, are you Kevin and Yvette Kendrick? And, you know, of course we said yes. And she goes, I want you to know we were praying for you in the hospital. And that's, that's eight months ago. And we still get that uh, to this day. People come up and... Um, I was actually with at, with one of the owners of a local restaurant. We've never met. We've always talked on Facebook, and we finally were in the same place at the same time. And you know, in the midst of having fun at the restaurant, he just he said he, he put his arms on me. He said, "I want you to, I, I prayed for you every day," and that means a lot. So it's palpable. Yeah, I could see it. Yeah, it's raw. It's very raw, raw emotion, and yeah. It's funny because my wife doesn't see me cry often. So, <laughs> so for for when I get emotional, a lot of times it just has to, you know, it has to do with being in the hospital and uh, knowing my family was taken care of. I mean, people showed up at my my wife's doorstep with Christmas presents on Christmas. So it, it was mind blowing, you know, because uh, she was in quarantine. Mm. So, I just think it's a, a beautiful thing to share because we we don't. Um, highlight that enough, mm-hmm. not only about the Lake Nona community, but any community right. that we, we do care. We are mm-hmm. people that care about our neighbors. Yeah. We are people that can go the extra mile so that somebody else's pain is mm-hmm. a little bit lessened. Mm-hmm. Um, but to see that play out so publicly and, um, you know, and, and knowing that that happened within my own community is mm-hmm. extra special. We are, we're a very, and that's one thing too that's I love about Lake Nona. We're a very giving community. Um, I mean, we've seen people's homes get burned down, and they raise twenty five thousand dollars in two or three days, and uh, or we've seen homes get robbed, or kids get hit by cars, and you know, and then the community just steps up. And not saying it doesn't happen in other communities, but once again, because we're still a new community. Uh, I think people step up. Everyone knows it's like six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Everybody knows somebody in Lake Nona and you're connected somehow in the Lake Nona community that you like when the first time we met, yeah. we were connected by Pastor Yvonne and didn't even know that. Right. You know, and so so we're all connected in some capacity. And I think that's the uniqueness about our, you know, the Lake Nona area is that when someone's hurting, the community is ready to step up. Right. So. And I think that the 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 fact that. um you know, there are community wide events such as one, the ones that you're, you're mm. actively working on to, for people to get to one another. I think a lot of times what's missing is just bonding. Mm. We don't know one another. Mm. And, and that alone, that, that just being able to establish that bond, create a sense of community mm. leads to, like you mentioned, not just going on trips together, mm. but being able to make it through hardships together. Yeah. It's, you know, we, I think we, with the advent of the cell phone, we, we've lost that, that intimacy that we have with, you know, a lot of times you think intimacy with your wife, but, you know, we have intimacy with our friends, too, and we have those deep conversations. Uh, you know, Pastor Rodney Gage, you know, at Rethink Life, he'll always say you're the, the average of your five closest friends. You know, they're either going to pull you up or they're going to pull you down. And, you know, it's it's interesting that, you know, because of cell phones, we we lack that emotional uh, intimacy with with our friends and with colleagues and um, that's just my personal opinion on the cell phone, uh, yeah. because, you know, my wife and I were guilty of it too. She'll be on one end of the couch looking at her phone. I'll be on the other end of the couch looking at the phone with the TV on. Yeah. And so, uh, 
you know, and that's something we have to fight against. So um, I'd like to um, leave this sort of open-ended for you as we kind mm-hmm. of take things to full circle. Mm-hmm. It's been a really great joy and almost a validation that we're on the right path to mm-hmm. be able to meet you and get to know a little bit more of your story. Right. Um, extremely uh, advocates uh, or extreme advocates for what you and your wife have been doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing but blessings and good things for both of you. I hope that we can... Um, you know, uh, collaborate. That's one thing that I, w- I will um, kind of sidestep on before we come to full closure. You mentioned local businesses, right? Mm-hmm. And how you started b- basically self-funding these events. Mm-hmm. Um, Talking to how businesses themselves are now equally as vested in creating these community-wide events. Well, I think, you know, We've had businesses come into Lake Nona with, and we were talking about this earlier, they had, you know, they had the reputation of being in a different part of the city and they're like, well, we're going to come to Lake Nona and and people are going to come to us based on our name. Yeah. And, you know, what I think a lot of these businesses don't realize is uh, Lake Nona people, we've, even as a whole, we've kind of turned into a red box, blue box. When I grew up in Orlando, I was all over Central Florida. I was in Lake Mary. I was in Oviedo. Winter Garden, there was no Waterford Lakes back then, yeah. you know, Kissimmee, St. Cloud. And so, you know, we would travel all over. Well, now most families, they don't leave within more than five, 10 miles of their home. So, yeah. you know, so when a business from Winter Park says we're going to open up in Lake Nona and you're going to come to us because we're amazing because we're amazing in Winter Park. Uh, but you, most people in Lake Nona don't. OK, so well, we don't go to Winter Park. In mm-hmm. fact, my wife and I, we went to Winter Park for the first time in 12 months the other day. <laughs> and and, we, and we, had, we had an amazing evening. We're like, man, we need to come here more often <laughs> and we'll go back in 2022. <laughs> so, you know, restaurants have to, uh, in this community, this is a community that I really believe the more you give, the more you're going to get back. Uh, the businesses that are pouring into the schools, the, the sports organizations, uh, you know, the local businesses... Those are the restaurants that people are going to come and support. You know, my office is right next door to 407 Cafe. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Antonio and Rita, they just celebrated 10 years. And probably most people probably didn't think they were going to make it past 12 months. Right. Uh, Antonio and Rita have built an amazing community business. Uh, and mo- a lot of their businesses on the now like the Uber Eats and the yeah. DoorDashes and the things like that. Uh, but people come because Antonio and Rita have poured into the local community. Uh, they're on the north side of Nona, so they don't get a lot of that Laureate Park and Eagle Creek. Right. But they get a lot. Of, you know, if someone wants ice cream or gelato, they're going to go to 407 Cafe. That's where I go to get my fancy coffees. Yeah. And, you know, I think as you see your your businesses go, uh, specifically the restaurants, uh, and I'll give the, a good example of, uh, you know, one of the most recent new restaurants, Tomasino's. Uh, I've never met the owner, but she reached out to my wife and she's like, hey, I've heard of what you guys do. If you guys need anything, let me know. Awesome. And we actually go to the restaurant one day and we we go and we sit down and like the daughter comes over and she says, hey, uh, my mom wanted to give me give you these to give away. And she gave us like five twenty five dollar gift cards. Mm. And, you know, we give those away on behalf of Tomasino's, not mm-hmm. from Kevin and Yvette. And, you know, so I think as we see businesses just giving back. Uh, whether it's through social media giveaways or, or, you know, partnering with the schools and showing up at community events, that that's the way they're going to engage. That's the way they're going to create those long-term, uh, what I call raving fans. Mm-hmm. And like my wife and I, 
we are very regulars at Nona Blue. We know mm -hmm. the owners, we know all the servers, we know everybody. But that's because they've created an experience for us that, you know, very early on they were doing things within the community that brought us in mm -hmm. and they've never done anything for us to leave. Right. Uh, and so and that's probably where we'll end up tonight. Awesome. awesome. So, so I think the business is playing an important role of, of just bringing people in. So, yeah. And, and I feel like you said, um, if they are coming into the community, the fact that they're cementing their own seeds and mm -hmm. kind of getting their own name out, not just because they want to bring people into the door, but because they're invested into the community mm -hmm. makes the community that much better, much more lively, mm -hmm. much more interesting, diverse. Well, and, and we also have a, a very young working population too. You know, a lot of our restaurants and our stores, I want to say most of our fast food restaurants, 90% of those, the workers are 21 and under. Mm. And when you go to your, your Walmarts and some of the other stores in the area, the majority, like 90% of their workers are, are 25 and under. Mm. So we have a young population coming in that if these businesses, you know, like an example, my son works at Culver's. Mm -hmm. uh, he loves it. He started there when he was 15 years old. And Marcy and Mario, the owners, I mean, I really believe that the leadership that they've hired has poured into my son to not that my wife and I haven't taught him responsibility. They've taught him a different type of responsibility, how to interact with customers, how to interact with, uh, you know, team leaders. They're his quote unquote boss who's 12, 12 years older than him or 12 months older than him. And so, you know, I, I think they're, these businesses also they do they play a pivotal role in hiring our teenagers mm -hmm. which now makes our the parents fans of those companies as well and right. so you know my my wife and i we would always go to culver's maybe once a month every other month and now my wife always wants to drive through to see is brandon on drive through or is he working <laughs> the cash register and uh you know and they they get more business now because of because of that because we want to go and support the company that's supporting you know as, as a family they're helping in a way they're almost helping raise our son because they're yeah. doing things that we can't teach brandon because they're running a small business that they're going to teach him we've experienced something similar with the public's you know, which is a stalwart of the community, right? One of the first stores to come into this yeah. area. He's been there for over a year and, and it's been a, a really great learning experience for him. His first job ever. Mm -hmm. um, like you said, good management. Um, he's been treated well and um, just a good entryway into the workforce for him mm -hmm. to learn responsibility and to earn money. So mm -hmm. it's been fantastic. And and that Publix, the, the general manager actually lives in Lake Nona. So he's mm -hmm. even more vested because he lives in North Lake Park and his you know his his wife teaches in North Lake Park and and they're they're vested they he he wants to see the young teenagers in our community um, stand up and be stellar because he lives here he doesn't want his house to get toilet papered <laughs> so <laughs> so now as we kind of come full circle I, I want to throw two things at you sure um, so for for the Kendrick team uh, it, it, your wife and, and yourself and your business as well. Um, can you just mention maybe some aspirational goals? I always like to say, or some things to to look forward to, some 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 aspirations that you have for the future, mm. um, whether it be in the community or otherwise, whatever the case may be. Um, and lastly, if you could maybe end by 
uh, given all of us mm. a what you consider a call to action if you live in this community mm. what is something that you know you think that we should all be invested in right okay so i think like as far as my marriage goes and ironically my wife and i we had a great conversation just yesterday we had put our cell phones down turn them upside down and and let's go sit and talk but you know the one thing we've never wanted to be is we've never wanted to be in the same place 10 years from now where we are today. You know, we always want to be growing. We always want to be getting better. And and it's very easy to become stale. You know, it's very easy to get caught up in, uh, you know, doing doing work, doing idleness, uh, you know, going to coffees and breakfast with people that may or may not matter. And so for us, we want to keep getting better. Uh, for our boys, you know, they're 18 and 16. We want to continue to pour into them and you know, more than anything, especially as they're, you know, getting ready to date maybe or dating currently, we want them to to learn, you know, not what society says, how you treat a woman, but how, you know, your grandparents taught, you know, how your grandfather taught your grandmother, how your dad teaches, treats your mother. And we want you to treat young ladies like that, whether it's just a one-time date or it's a long-term you know, committed day. We want them to uh, treat ladies with respect and, and chivalry's not dead. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, the day you don't open a car door for a woman or open a, the, the door going into the, to the store, I said, you know, she has every right to turn around and go back inside the house, you know, because that's not how we've raised our boys. And um, I don't think they can ever say they've not seen me open up the car door for, for my wife. And so, uh, but I think, you know, from the family aspect, we, we just want to continue to get better. And the business, uh, we just, you know, we never had aspirations of having, you know, six agents on our team. You know, it was always just going to be Yvette and I. And uh, as Richard came on the team, Richard just really, uh, he and I work extremely well together. I'm, I'm, I'm really good at getting in front of 100, 200 plus people. And he's really good at calling them and following up with them. And so, you know, he's really helped take our business to a new level. And then we've had other agents who just continue to to improve us. So for us, it's not about how many transactions or the volume, which, you know, God's been good. We've sold a lot of homes, uh, but we just want to get better. You know, as we want to get better with our uh, our processes, our procedures. And, you know, as far as people goes, we our people that work for us, we want to make sure that uh, we hire the right people. We want the right people on the the right seat on the right bus. And we want to make sure the bus is going in the right direction. And the uh, as far as our customers, we want them to to make sure that they matter. You know that when when the transaction's done, and, and ironically, the the room that we're in right now is where I do a lot of my closings. I don't want anyone to ever feel like that they were a commission check. Right. You know that they had a dollar sign on their forehead, and that's why we did what we did. We we want them to know that they matter. Uh, that we care about them. We we keep in touch with all of our customers. Uh, we have a bay at Top Golf, and they can use the bay at Top Golf anytime they want. And we bought that not because we like golf, but because we know that Top Golf's fifteen minutes away from Lake Nona, and they can go and use it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we do customer appreciation pop ups. We we rented out the patio at Don Julio's uh, and did a customer appreciation event. And so we we want our customers to know they matter. Uh, so for the last part, uh, you know, as far as the uh, investing into the Lake Nona community, uh, more than anything, I would say just get involved. You know, uh, every there, there's plenty of ways to get involved in the community, and there's plenty of organizations. Even though we're small, uh, there's usually something within the community to to connect with somebody. And I've seen everything from small Bible studies to crochet mm-hmm. classes to book studies. 
uh, to wildlife. You know, we got the wildlife refuge to, to youth sports. Uh, there's a way to, to get involved. And, and when you go to those activities, you know, be fully engaged. And, and a lot of times that means just putting your phone on, on silent or, or airplane mode for the 60 minutes that you're engaged. And then you get to meet people. Uh, you know, I, I shared today, I, I host once a month, I'm the host for Nona Leadership Network. And, and I always tell the audience, I say, hey, find someone that you can have a cup of coffee with. And a cup of coffee takes 20 minutes of your day. And if you like the person, then you can have a second cup of coffee. And if you don't like the the, the person or the, the the conversation's not meaningful, then you can say, hey, man, it was great meeting you. And it cost you 20 minutes of your time and $2.10 if you're at Dunkin', $4 if you're at Starbucks. <laughs> so I, I think by meeting people uh, and engaging, that's when, I, to me, you learn more about our community, more about the things that are going on. There's so much going on. You know, I have some people on Lake Nona, they'll say, oh, there's nothing to do here. And I'm like, no, there's nothing to do because you're boring. Uh, there's plenty to do here. There's always something. Like tomorrow is the the Lake Nona High School uh, homecoming parade through through Laureate Park. And there's different things that that we can get involved and engaged with. And then, of course, just like I, when I end my, my shows, do something nice for somebody. You know, buy them a cup of coffee. Buy, you know, take care of the car behind you. Uh, and and pay it forward and and let you know people know that you know we have good people in Lake Nona uh, and I, I truly believe that and I truly believe that uh, you know the best people in Central Florida live in three two eight two seven and three two eight three two and and we've seen it time after time again uh, you know one of the things we didn't mention is you know we tell all the teachers in Lake Nona to post uh, on one of the Facebook pages their school supply list. And not just the teachers that work at Lake Nona schools, but even the teachers that live here but teach at other schools. Mm-hmm. And and it's amazing to see teachers that then posting like within hours, you know, not hours, days, that their whole wish list was taken care of, you know, and that was done by the community. And that may or may not happen in other parts of the city, but I know it happens here. And and that's what I love about Lake Nona. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> One thing that resonated um, that, that you mentioned with going stale that I feel I feel compelled to share. Um, I, I mentioned uh, starting a, a, a what is it a health and life coach certification, mm-hmm. and in doing an exercise with a, a nurse, um, an assistant nurse for folks in hospice, she talked about going through a certain moment too where she needed some form of inspiration for the future, and she's middle aged. <laughs> But she mentioned something that kind of resonated with that idea. And she says, which I shared with my colleague Adam earlier, um, that you, you, you have to try to see your future self, mm-hmm. visualize your future self. And, and, and in doing so, do you like that person? Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, if you aim high and set a vision that is better uh, than, than you are today, then that's what you'll, you'll aspire for. Um, but then, then the, the task becomes like every day, look forward to meeting that person sometime right. in the future. So I think, um, you know, that that definitely ties into your idea of not sort of, you know, being uh, kind of uh, complacent maybe and mm. and say, oh, I've arrived. You know, we can always do better. We can always be better. Um, and, and, and thank you so much, Kevin. Thank yeah, you so, thank much, you so for, much for, for doing me. this. Thank you for inviting us into your office, allowing for time out of your busy schedule to do this. I know you don't have to do this and you're very busy, but it's just such an awesome yeah. Uh, a story and and to me the you know testimonial of of good people doing good work and um we wish you nothing but continued success 
I hope that our paths continue meeting, not only at the Armando's, but uh, at other places Yeah, as well. oh, absolutely. Well, thanks for making me cry today. So, <laughs> I tried to hold it in as best as I could as well, yeah. but um, it's just raw and palpable. And I really am a firm believer that you get what you give. Yeah. And the love and compassion that you got is because you give it out. So yeah. continue doing so. And my best to you. And for the folks that uh, are listening uh, to this episode now at the very end, uh, I compel you to seek a life of meaning, purpose, and impact to your community. And I guarantee you'll be better for it. Uh, With that, thank you so much, guys. And uh, thank you for tuning in. Thank you.